0: In two days, 48 hours, Canada is going to be launching retaliatory tariffs uh, against the United States. And I think a lot of uh, us have been hoping that calmer heads would prevail and that maybe Trump would back off. Uh, But as we understand, there are no official talks right now. The prime minister has issued a statement saying that he did speak to Mr. Trump uh, tonight or today. And they had a discussion about uh, the shooting. And that they, uh, the, the, the retaliatory tariffs will be indeed launched on Sunday, but that the two will be talking throughout. So Sunday, it seems we could be into a new norm. And no one would be feeling that more than those in the steel and aluminum manufacturing area because they're already losing hundreds of millions in losses because of nervous and jittery business. And the woman at the table dealing with this, is Krista Freeland. And she stopped in Hamilton to unveil a financial aid package and a list of 120 items that Canada is going to charge tariffs on. Products like dishwashers, fridges, beer kegs, toilet paper. Uh, It's about $16.6 billion in total. And the hope is that Trump will see the errors of his lunacy and that he's only hurting his own country. But he has already warned that he will, in fact, slap back if we do this. So let's bring in Ken Newman. He's the national director for the United Steelworkers Union in Hamilton, and he joins us now. Ken, what's your reaction um, with the announcement that uh, Minister Freeland made today as far as financial support? Is this going to cut it?
1: Well, I think it's a step in the right direction. I think that them offering up almost $2 billion, one point seven to to the uh, loan guarantees and that sort of stuff, uh, I, I think that that is a step in the right direction as far as the doubling of the weeks uh, for workshare on that. Uh, I think that's also a good move. I think there's a couple of things that I would have some uh, concern about is that where people don't qualify for EI if they're going to get laid off, and uh, such as an example, I think there's been a notice today at, up in uh, the Sioux if they don't have enough insurable weeks, that there should be some amendments made to that. Uh, the other thing is that uh, what they've done is the, uh, of the, you know, the work share where they've topped that up. Uh, there's some going to be some discussions about safeguards, which is uh, crucial to us because you got the energy tubulars, the rebar and steel plate. That's all done by our folks uh, uh, in, in Canada, and uh, that's uh, somewhat concerning that uh, we have to have the government move uh, sooner than later on that. Uh, so I think all in all, uh, the package was... Uh, was a good start, uh, and again, it depends on how long this uh, craziness continues, which I still find it hard to believe that we are in the situation yeah. being the great neighbor that we're at. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that the, uh, the thing that I, I'm uh, high on is, is that the government has sent a very clear message uh, to the U.S. government that we're not going to abandon our workers, we're not going to abandon the communities, and uh, I think that's the message that they need to hear. Yeah. Uh, and therefore, that uh, the only way you resolve this is get back to the table and let common sense apply, because it makes no sense to punish your best ally. Uh, the U.S. has a trade surplus with Canada on steel. You've got 35 U.S. states that have a trade surplus. Now, uh, it's hard to comprehend that this yeah. has happened, and yet uh, we're having this conversation on your station that says that we are all flabbergasted by it but yet we're in that situation so i think the government's move to uh to uh move the tariffs uh, uh my my recommendation was they should have done a june one not july one yep. that that ship has sailed uh so that's where i come from but i i think it's the right move and uh i think as as minister freeland said and look at, uh, we're not going to back down and uh, that's exactly what the u s has to hear and uh And uh, away we go. And I think that the the, U.S. government is going to get some pressure from some of those 35 states because they're not going to get hit with significant tariffs. And the thing you have to look at is that how you've got Canada as their biggest trading partner and vice versa. Uh, We don't cheat. We don't manipulate. We play by the rules. Uh, We have an integrated market we've had for decades. And uh, how on God's green earth is that uh, we got ourselves involved in this mess. And
0: now, Well, now let me stop that- you there because, you know, I talked to Jerry Dias, you know, and I think a lot of people were, were looking at this thinking, okay, we're going to give the United States and Donald Trump the benefit of the doubt. You know, let him kick us around a little bit. We'll be polite. But, you know, I've talked to local steelmakers in the market, uh, one in particular that said it's lost 60% of its U.S. market uh, in the last month alone. And... You know, the bottom line is Jerry Dias, uh, you know, considers Canada a scrapper. But, you know, I said to him, it's like a chicken punching an elephant. They can ride this thing for much longer than Canada can. We just cannot sustain this no matter how great of a fight we put up. And, And I have to think that some of your workers have got to be very, very nervous right now. Well, look at, I, I, look at, there's no doubt
1: that the workers are nervous. The whole, uh, you know, I think all of North America is nervous of what's happening. I mean, have we ever witnessed the kind of uh, situation that's happening in the U.S. if you, if you look at the attacks? But you just can't have the government sit back and let someone uh, roll over us. Let's, let's talk about um, the softwood lumber, mm-hmm. uh, which we represent the workers. We're now on our sixth case of the softwood lumber. The previous five, in each and every case that they imposed improper, illegal, Duties. We went to the WTO, and we were successful. And if you go from the premises that look at it's the strong that's going to overcome, uh, that's look at we're a sovereign nation. We've got nothing to be ashamed of. We're not a security threat. This is wrongheaded. It's political. His midterm elections are coming up, and my position is is that you have to take a strong stand because uh, this makes no sense. And I, you know, we have numbers on both sides of the border. They understand Canada not the enemy. But uh, this is politics, because he's drilling down, because his midterm elections are coming up, and he's trying to fulfill what he kind of promised. They're going to bring back all these jobs, they're going to tear up the master agreements, and uh, that's the consequence of what we're now facing because of the midterms. Because an incumbent government always at midterms kind of takes a bit of a hit, and that's why he's trying to recoup the other thing right right but but support- but
0: to your point on the midterms and, and I get it, he's trying to posture but that is is months away and, and the the reality is uh the damage being done to our economy and specifically to particular industries like steel uh, will far outlast uh the midterms uh, you know we we theoretically or practically speaking uh, cannot survive and rebuild uh you know some of the damage that's going to be inflicted on us
1: well, I think if you look at, let's just back up a bit again, going to the softwood Lumber when they imposed the duties. You remember that's not that long ago. Canadian government came along and, and said, we're going to give you $867 million for assistance and loan guarantees. You know, only 25% of that uh, money has been utilized. And the reason being is that after those tariffs or duties were imposed, uh, you had a couple of major disasters of fires and yep. storms. Uh, the lumber in, The lumber prices have gone through the roof. Our Canadian producers now, they, they absorb the 15%, and they're making more money than they know what to do with. The same thing is going to happen with steel. You yeah. see steel now, has uh, the, the, the price, it, it, it's a surge. But the other thing is what you have to understand is that it's the American steel worker that's going to get hurt as well, because there's some products that they depend on coming from Canada and vice versa. Like you talked about Jerry with the auto Sometimes parts from an auto sector may cross the the line three, four times before it turns into a final pro- a product. So that makes no sense. That uh, they think that this is just going to harm or punish Canadians. It also punishes its own people.
0: Sure, it does. It does. Uh, my concern has to be though our people. Um, I'm not worried about the mayor. Amer- they they chose this fight. That is up to them. And um, you know, do you get the sense on on you know the long term that that this government, the Trudeau government, has the right plan? Um, Because, uh, you know, some have said that they're protecting the dairy industry, um, which is a a small but important sector at the cost of, of our nation as a whole. Do you get that sense?
1: Well, look at, the, look at the dairy thing is that you're comparing apples with oranges. That, you know, we've had quotas in regards to the Canadian Wheat Board, and you've got the dairy. I mean, that's just the small situation is that you've got a whole bunch of farmers because you've got a certain state in the U.S. that could provide more milk for everyone and would wipe out our entire dairy industry. So, you know, Canada is standing up for for what's right. And look, right. let's not kid each other. You think for a second that the U.S. government does not uh, subsidize uh, their farmers and a lot of those others? So, you know... They'll will they'll, they'll tell you what you're doing wrong, but at the same time they're doing the same thing. So uh, those are things that can be worked out quite easily. Yep. Uh, surely the Canadian dairy industry is not a, a threat to the United States. But, but the other point I want to just say that I think that plays into this is you. Sunday is a big day besides the tariffs, and also what is going to happen in the elections in Mexico. As you know, Mexico is is, is a real uh, and part of the NAFTA agreement because. Mexico has been running on what is called a low-wage economy. I mean, you've got, uh, uh, you know, you're making $8 a day versus our $32 an hour, whatever the figures are. And Lopez Obedor, who is running, uh, basically is going to abandon, if he succeeds, the low-wage economy. And to me, I think that that sets the path uh, that uh, kind of gets the NAFTA talks back onto the table, because that's been a stumbling block, because... Uh, you can't compete uh, with the salaries and working conditions that those people are accustomed to. So, I'm looking also at Sunday, not just because of Canada Day and the tariffs, but also uh, what happens in Mexico, which to me is going to be very crucial.
0: Hundred percent. Well, let's hope for uh, calmer heads to prevail. Let's hope that we can uh, actually celebrate Canada's birthday and um, and and stay.
1: I I, I agree. And look at as Canadians, we should not be ashamed. We have nothing to be ashamed of. Uh, the fact is that we get up every morning and we try to do the best we can. We Look at the one thing we're known for. We know how to build good steel. We know how to build good vehicles. And we've not done anything wrong. And I think you have to go from that premise that, uh, you know, let's not reward bad behavior. Uh, yeah. And I understand where President Trump's coming from. Look, do you think that this dumping of steel that affects uh, the up, uh, up in the Sioux just happened yesterday, that's been on there for some time. We've been on to the government about given unions access to file trade cases, we're making baby steps into it. So this is a problem that's been around for many, many years, and people have sat on their laurels, and now this thing has come, and all of a sudden we're all up in arms, and rightfully so. The problem is you have cheaters and manipulators around the world that are dumping steel, which you cannot compete with. End of the story. And that's not the society that we want.
0: No, it's not. Um, so we'll, we'll stay tuned and we'll stay on site. And, and, and we do uh, really, I hope Canadians can understand yeah. that the bigger picture is all about our country and what's best uh, for us. Well, thank you for
1: having me and stay in touch anytime.
0: That is Ken Newman joining us tonight and we'll be watching.